The Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There may be spoilers. This episode is scripted by Newell Fisher with script assistance by John Ruths and is narrated, recorded and edited by Newell Fisher. Hello and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 83 in which we will be going through section 23 of the 1978 film Escape from Ephrathah. Part 2. As this is a two-parter, in which a long action sequence from the film has been divided into two parts, if this is the first episode you've come across, can I recommend starting with last week's episode, episode 82, which will make what follows make a bit more sense. So, let's get straight back to the action. Section 23. Escape from Ephrathah, Part 2. This section covers from 70 minutes to 72 minutes 20, and the equivalent chapters from the book are chapters 38, The Thunder Breaks, 39, The Bridges, and 40, The Way Back. When we left the action, Kiha had just disengaged from attacking Woundwater as a dramatic version of his theme plays. The Ephraim pursuers are momentarily stunned by what has happened, but this does not last. We see an aerial shot of a very serious-looking Kiha flying above the escapees in the rain, but then we are back to Woundwater and his Owsler as they recommence the pursuit. The music at this point reminds me of two other pieces. Firstly, Mars, the god of war from Gustav Holst's The Planets, with its unrelenting quality. But there are also shades of the Imperial March from Star Wars, a film that came out a year before Watership Down. I suspect that small gap would make it inspiring this theme unlikely, but the Holst inspiration is still very possible. In any case, the pursuit is very much back on, as Woundwort seems to send his Owsler off in two separate columns. Cut to a shot of Bigwig pausing as the group hesitates near him. He tells them to continue straight ahead to the river. Kihar circles low around them. Cut to Silver arriving from the river, causing the escapees to check momentarily before Bigwig tells them he is a friend and to keep going. As an aside, it is easy to ignore such things in such a sequence, but the backgrounds at this point in the film are exceptionally detailed and very beautiful. Bigwig joins Silver, who congratulates him, saying he did it. Bigwig allows himself a moment to agree, and even stops to scratch behind his ear, before seeing their pursuers and saying it isn't over yet. Kiha flies overhead as they continue on after they, their escapees, who are now nearest to the river. As Bigwig and Silver run again, the camera pans left to some long grass, behind which, after only the briefest pause, the Ephraf and Alza arrive, their pursuit just as fast as before. And now a long shot of the riverbank as the group arrive, running down the final slope. Kiha, soaring overhead, comes out with the indistinct line, Mr Bigwig, they gone. I'm not clear what this means. Is it a set-up for Kiha to be absent in the next few crucial moments? In the book, this part of the Ephraim pursuit is a lot more subtle as Woundwort adapts to Kiha's attack, while Kiha is far busier keeping the escapees in the right direction. But here the pursuit has resumed as a simple chase, which possibly necessitates a line indicating that Kiha thinks the danger has passed for the moment. As Kihar disappears upward over some trees, we cut to a shot of Hazel and Blackberry. Hazel is gnawing at the rope holding the punt, but pauses and sits up as the Ephraim escapees arrive. They pause, 
unsure what to do. We see Silver arrive behind them, who tells them to keep going down to the river. Being Ephrathans, they obey immediately, one advantage of the culture they are used to. Hazel gets back to chewing the rope. What is left of it is very thin. We briefly see another group of four rabbits arrive at the river and hear Bigwig say that the general is behind him. These are the general and three of his owlsler, two of whom are Campion and Vervain. In the foreground, water droplets on leaves emphasise that the rain has stopped. Cut back to the shot of the rope and Hazel urgently chewing. Bigwig arrives in shot and asks a question that I have seen in two sources as where do we go, Hazel? But to me it sounds more like when do we go, Hazel? Which would make more sense. And now, with a flourish, the music ends as we see Woundwort perch on a tree stump with two rabbits, one on each side of him, presumably Campion and Vervain. Immediately he says, I trusted you, Bigwig. We see Bigwig and Hazel rise up and look towards him. In the background, the rest of the rabbits look as well and then turn and run towards the river. The sight of the general is all they need to motivate them. Back to Woundwort. As he issues his threats, the fourth of the Owsler members we saw in the advance group arrives, followed by two more. All of them have their Ephraphan angry faces dialed up to maximum. Woundwort says that Bigwig can trust him now. Jumping off the stump, he adds that he will either go into the river or be torn to pieces. There is nowhere left for him to run. As he says this, he starts to advance menacingly, the Owsler following suit. He gives another of his little cruel laughs and turns to Campion and Vervain on either side of him, naming them and saying that when he gives the word they will go straight into them. A low, tense musical theme has started. We cut to an alarmed-looking bigwig as Woundwalk gives his instruction. This is it. If the plan with the punt doesn't work, he won't have a chance against so many large fighting rabbits. The receding, stormy sky behind him is dark. Back to Woundwalk. He gives Bigwig a final taunt, saying, That bird can't save you now. The music rises. Bigwig looks up and shouts, There it is! As Woundwort, Campion and Vervain look up in panic, we hear a loud cry. Cut to Hazel, his mouth wide open. It looks like he is the one imitating Kihar. He closes his mouth on the rope, which instantly snaps. He sits up. There is a light flourish of flute music. Cut to Bigwig, who turns. Cut to Bigwig and Hazel, running to the river. A plucked stringed theme plays. We see Woundwort looking towards them, confused, having seen no bird. With a flourish of flute, we see Hazel flying through the air. And, as he half lands on the punt, his injured leg seemingly bleeding again, obviously making such a leap difficult, the main watership down theme suddenly plays as he drags himself aboard. We see Woundwort incredulous at the water's edge. He looks down at the water. Does he contemplate jumping in for a moment? Cut to the punt, turning and moving away downriver at speed. Cut to Woundwort's face in defeat. He looks very angry as he realises that he has been tricked. The shot dissolves to an aerial view of the punt in moonlight, gently drifting under the arch of a stone bridge. Aboard we can see 15 rabbits. This means that along with the seven rabbits from Watership Down, Holly having stayed behind, there are seven does and Blackabar. As the punt goes under the bridge and emerges still slowly turning, we see Kihar flying overhead. The music, which has calmed to a gentle string theme, now transitions to a languid version of Kihar's theme. We dissolve to a shot from the punt, which seems to have stopped turning. Hazel sits up on the huff at one end, while Bigwig sits up among the huddled Ephraphans in the bottom. A full moon is ahead of them. Hazel and Bigwig look right towards the still-flying Kihar as he shouts a question about what they will do now. Cut to a shot of reeds by the water in moonlight. 
we hear Hazel's answer that they are going back to their warren. Kihar's shadow is seen flying over the water as we hear him say, Good, you go, I go, is finish here for me. The shot pans up to the punt on the side of the river. Apparently it has landed on the southern bank, meaning they will have to recross it somehow to get back to Watership Down. All but three rabbits are now on the bank. The three remaining on the punt look like silver, dandelion and blackberry. As the camera pans up, Kihar cries that he is going to the big water. The cool of the sea has obviously become too much for him. Dandelion tells him to take care of his wing, the injuring of which at Nuthaya Farm brought Kihar to them in the first place. He flies over them, saying that in the winter when it is plenty cold he will come back. As the three of them get off the punt, the camera starts to pan up again. We hear Hazel shout after him, Come back any time and thank you, Kihar. The camera has panned up to the full moon. We see Kihar's outline as he flies in front of it. As he cries, Big water one last time, and the music fades, he flies away, seeming to disappear into the moon. It is Kihar's last scene in the film. Comparison with the book. In the book, the continuation of the pursuit by Woundwater is a lot subtler than in the film, mainly because Kihar is perceived to be a continuing danger after his attack near the railway arch. Woundwart's tactical genius is made very clear by his improvisation of a plan to overcome the new hazard presented by Kihar, who is actively herding the Afrafan escapees rather than just flying above them as he does in the film. This is why he is not at the river when Woundwalk catches up with them, just before the punt is released. The Efrafans have used cover to flank the escapees, which has made them difficult to track. In the book, Silver links up with Bigwig, as in the film, but Blackberry, Bluebell and Fiverr are left as markers guiding the escapees to the punt. This is necessary because they do not run as one group, as in the film, which is why they have to be herded by Kihar as they straggle widely, more like real rabbits would. So the escape of the book after the railway arch is a far slower affair than the straight run of the film, with the only error of the Efrafans being to make initially to make for a plank bridge under the assumption the rabbits will try to cross there. There, Kihar confronts them again during his herding duties, though the bridge provides them with some protection. This error gives the rabbits of Watership Down time to get the escapees on the punt in a calmer way, and they do take some persuading, with the last straggler being persuaded by the arrival of Woundwort, who cuffs her. The dialogue at the river is faithful to the book, though Bigwig's trick about seeing Kihar is more about giving a stranded dandelion a chance to run past the Efrafans to the punt than putting off an attack. Hazel is already on the punt when the rope parts, physically holding onto it as it is so thin. And then we move on to the events that follow the escape. This is surely the most summarised section of the original book in the film, apart from all the missing tales of Elahrera. The journey down the river takes place at night rather than on a light summer evening, and is apparently completely without trauma, unlike in the book, where passing under one bridge causes injuries, one of which ultimately ends Doe's life, that of poor Thrayan Losa. The only bridge we see the punt go under is no challenge at all in the film. Neither does the punt end up stuck up, stuck by another bridge, causing occupants to have to swim under it to get to shore. Here it just apparently drifts gently to the bank somehow. Once off the punt, the journey back to Watership Down is not portrayed at all, except for the departure of Kihar, which is almost more casual in the book, apart from his last swoop over their heads, a moment the 2018 Netflix version captured well. 
In the 1978 film, it seems that all the does make it back to Warship Down alive without a second doe being caught by a fox. Neither do we see any sign that Campion has tracked them back to Watership Down. Events will now move quickly on to the Battle of Watership Down. Next time, having reached a natural break in the story, though we are already into part four of the book, we take another one-episode break from going through the film. Watch this space. Mm -hmm.